Scotch for Dummies. Four guys on a Scotch journey to help you with your next Scotch purchase. I'm Drew. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And I'm Mark. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I was going to say, we're actually having quite a good time prior to the show. Uh, We have our pre-show that was just going on, and Steve was the only one that showed up in the Discord, so had a good conversation with him. Thank you, Steve, for letting us know what time it was, so we didn't start late. That's 10.15. It happens. Oh, shit. Steve moderates everything. Right. He's really good at keeping things in order. Um, We appreciate him a lot. But then after we get off the Discord, we have about five minutes before we start, and we spent the five minutes laughing. and. It's all good. Uh, so hopefully it's a good precursor to tonight. So who do we have on? Let's Again, talk about- we would be doing this whether you guys were here or not, but we're very happy to have you. This is true. Um, <laughs> I got up this morning. So I, I logged on to the uh, the chat early. I thought I was early enough. I didn't even pay attention. I logged on. I typed in first, and Steve's already there. So Steve beat me. Um, thank you, Steve. It was good to see Cato on. Uh, he said that he's going to see us next week. I don't know, but he's at the beach. Which I don't blame us. Eric Waite, and Eric Waite has got some stuff to talk about the topic tonight, so looking forward to that. Gregor just brought a haul back from Scotland. I'm actually kind of curious to hear what you brought back. Why don't you share it, man? Put it in there and let's hear what you got. Mr. Mr. Murphy from Down Under, my brother from Down Under. When you put that list in there... Make sure you put your address, too, so we can get this one. <laughs> right? GPS locations. Yeah. Yep. We're on our way. Jupiter Henry, Chad Adams, Jason Coates. Man, there's Greg Bowers. Greg. Good hey, evening. Greg. What's up, Greg? Charles. Charles Ashworth. Uh-huh. Yep. And oh, Bud. Bud's in. Dang. Sunday Bud, evening Bud, Scotch. Bud, Bud. One lost cause. <laughs> one lost cause. He's already lost cause. do that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a serious finale. Oh, Porter. Metal Mafia mofos. Man, you're really quick. Good. I'm glad you're a reader. It's I'm like, well, bad. Bad. well uh, <laughs> that's going to take cool. him a minute. That's why I'm here to help you with the Polish big words, man. man. <laughs> anyway, um, Andrew, uh, Sunday Evening Scotch, Mike Porter's good to see you, buddy. Daniel, Bob H., we know you're We know Bob's out there. Bob, everybody, um, welcome to Thursday. Welcome to Happy Thursday. Thursday, gentlemen. Long week for me. Glad to be here. I've been sick all week, so if uh, I don't sound like my normal self... Still fighting a little bit, but, but, you're uh, but you got we're, we're going to make it through. It's going to be got all right. Deep bass voice, so, baritone. Too. We'll, we'll see now. if we can. Uh, we'll get through it. This is what we're drinking. Uh, a couple of sample bottles showed up this week to Drew's house, and one of which is a five point six nine from SMWS Triple Whammy, seventeen year old Aquitaine. <laughs> and I don't know what the finish is on it. Probably take a couple guesses. It's pretty dang good. Yeah, what are you guys drinking tonight? Very curious. Ooh, we're gonna go over that. So Steve said he has a bottle of this. This is that um, that forty four, that jam packed fruit. So what, so is, what is it? Forty four dot what? Well, I don't know. Forty four is the cask. I mean that the distillery. So this is an SMWS bottle, forty four dot one oh six, jam packed fruit and wood. It's a fifteen year at fifty eight three percent. Forty four, which is what? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna tell you it's right now. You guys know. I'm going to tell you. Don't you worry. I remember looking this up. I think Sean drinks scotch and knows things, so this should be something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Sean's been <laughs> off the radar. I mean, like, literally, I thought he was dead. There was a couple of days where it was touch and go. <laughs> I, I was sick, and the dog was sick. Craig Lock. <laughs> so we just, we just but, sat around the house. It was it was a little rough. So how do you like the way, Sean? Sean? It, it's good. It, it's actually... 
think the stuff that they do for these single casks doesn't taste like the normal distillery stuff usually. So I, I'm I'm happy with it. I, I think it's tasty. I don't have any problems with this one. There was something on the nose of this that in the, in the, the initial palate that's that's this the Akatosh? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's like sour plum or there's something in there. There's a tart a sour yeah, note to it. I think it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It is fun. I have to say, I but there's something in it that's not, it's not typical. I I wasn't a big fan of the first one we did. This one was like, meh, it was okay. Now, that, in all fairness, that first one was what? Was there triple, triple wood? wood. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't start a fire with that. I mean, no. but well, I would. I mean, it's worth that. <laughs> where, where did we get it? I, I, you it, it was a sample. It was a it was sample a free bottle, free bottle. <laughs> and, and what was it on the, on the shelf if we would have paid for it? It wasn't expensive. Mm. Yeah. It's a non-age. Is it? Right, it's forty a, bucks, maybe, maybe, something like that. So, I mean, I'm glad we didn't have to pay for it because that was forty dollars. But it was awful. Yeah, it was not. It was it. really not good. But so, you guys realize we need to get into the bottle first. Yes. So mm, that's yeah. why I was trying to get to because everyone. Well then, all right, let's you guys go sample. So, we'll so let's right. talk about this OP fifteen. So there was I, I I replied to a lot of comments. There yeah. was a lot of you know so, so, people positive about OP. But maybe not so positive about us. <laughs> well, 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 there was a couple so of those, but but not yeah. positive about the new lineup, so, about so, the change so, for okay, OP if and Bubbler. May interject. So the the whiskey review this week. So it was the the um, what second week of August two thousand eighteen, nineteen, whatever year it is. Um, we reviewed the old Pultney fifteen year. So the old Pulte 15 year is new for the, um, the new Pulte lineup. lineup this year. Uh, well, actually, it, technically, it was last year in, well, in UK. It released in, in 2018. That's why I was thinking about it. Right. It released in 2018 in the UK. It hasn't really made it to the market in the US it, yet. It's here actually. Now. There's a lot of comments about where it is. Yeah, yeah. Where it is Michigan here. had it for sure. I know. It's here. Uh, there there were some places. I mean, 1,400 views with 53 comments since Monday. So it's. Definitely been on par with our our other reviews. Actually, probably a little higher as far as you know interest. Well, I, I think people are interested in the new lineup and what it's right. what it's going to offer. Um, so I would say that I I enjoyed this bottle I quite a bit. I, I enjoyed the the flavor profile of it. The price, I, I'm I'm kind of torn on that. Yes, obviously I would love if every bottle of scotch that I wanted to drink was twenty bucks, but that's not the case. And just like everything else, prices increase. You know. Cost of barrels goes up, you know, cost of raw goods goes up, the barley tariffs gets more work. expensive, <laughs> tariffs are, are a problem, shipping gets more expensive. There's a lot of stuff that factors into it. So I get that stuff is going to increase in price. There, and, and it may not have anything to do with the distillery. It might be the importer. It might be the distributor that sells it to the liquor store that you're buying it at. Uh, <laughs> Can I cough on Dr. Scotch? Right. <laughs> um, be that guy. But I, so I think that there's a lot of things that factor into price increases. I don't think it was a substantial jump in price. Is it a little expensive? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not inexpensive, but it's on par with a lot of the other 15s that you're seeing right. at that price now. Good whiskey. Here's my, my question as I'm thinking about the review, and I'm, I'm asking myself, I think it's due a good matchup against the 17. Talking with Steve about the 17. Talking, we, we all have a bottle of 17. None of us have opened it. And thinking back to the set, the old lineup when you had the 17 and the 21, there was a split down the old Pulteney fan base. Half the people really were in love with the 17, not so much the 21. The other half were 21 lovers, not so much the 17. So 
I really kind of want to measure this up because we've already compared it against the 18. You guys haven't seen the 18 review, but it's been recorded. Yeah. So we've done that. I kind of want to throw the 17 in the mix to see where that falls and what this, what, what do I feel about this after yeah. that? Well, you know, and, and so going back to Sean's point, as far as price, I mean, yeah, it's it's up there a little bit, but I think it's pretty much even kill with a lot of the 15s. You're gonna yeah. find you're gonna find a few cheaper ones, but for what it's worth, man, I just. You know, I, I was really in love with just the maltiness of it. I mean, it's hard to find another scotch out there that, that's so malty like that and gives you the sweet and handle the water the way it did. I was I'm, I was really pleasantly surprised with the 15-year-old. Um, and, you know. Well, and, and Steph mentioned, you know, the, the old OP line was was really underpriced. The I mean, they were getting a bar. It was a bargain wherever you got it. And Steph did mention that they did reset pricing to what the market was currently going right. for 15 to 18 years. It is so, what it is. Can you blame them? I, I guess I really I, can't. I will say one thing about OP. Um, their stuff's at 46. Yes, it is. Where, whereas a lot of stuff that you get in that in that range is forty or maybe forty three. So they're they're giving you a little bit more booze for your buck. True. Um, so so I've got to give so them credit for that. Little, yeah. So to your point about seventeen, we we we've, we've all had it, so we know it's good. Um, I don't remember it that well. Right. Obviously, it's been a minute, but I, I think it'd be kind of cool. We've got another. I think I think eighteen may be coming out Monday that we did as well. So I would like to do um, once we have some time. I would love to be able to do like maybe a blind review on just which oh, one is the best. Right. The 21, the 17, the 18, the 15, and I think we also have a 25. Five. Yeah. Which, man, I'd like yet, to do a review on that one. But that So, uh, yeah, to do a blind, because Michael Porter is saying right here, he wants to do a 15, 17, 18, 5. To, to line up as many as we can blind, I, it would you know be a Michael I Porter ought to come to do that? Michael Porter should come Michael here and do that and be in Ottawa. That's what he should do. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Michael Porter, don't let me forget to talk tonight about, we were talking this week in our Discord channel uh, for patrons, the secret, secret Santa swap is coming back up. Yep, oh, and he wanted yep. to, uh, he was going to help us organize the next one. So we, we need to talk to you anyway, Mike. Might as well plan a visit to the bar and we can just have the discussion and do the flight at the same time. Yep. I like it. Before I pour this this uh, this sample right here to talk about this, I wanted well, to I was say, say if we're doing a lineup, then you probably might want to mm -hmm. put that on the oh, shelf. Shoot. Yeah, if we're gonna do a lineup, we might need to say this because I don't know where a fifteen is right now. It's not here in Indianapolis. Let's, let's, let's hold on to fifteen. But I I'm, thank you to Steph Ridgeway for She's allowing us to to be able to sample this before it's here. I mean, I'm glad some people have it in their local markets already, but. Um, the fact that we were able to get a hold of this when it's not in our local market yep. was really helpful. So thank you, Steph. Steph is the bomb. She is. Um, Opie was great in Andy Griffin's <laughs> Bud, you need to have a drink, man. Oh, so Scotch Lee is on. She's talking about doing the same thing. So Uh-oh, everybody's doing it. 12, 15, 17, 18, 21. Do you have the 25? Uh, we do. So Lee, a question: Do you have the twenty-one? Because we were kind of doing that right now. We were talking about you on the live pre-show um, with Steve, and uh, you weren't there, so maybe your ears were burning. I don't know. Do you have the twenty-one? Hey Travis, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh Travis, I need to have a chat with you. Why don't you get the seventeen out since we're not doing the fifteen? Oh, like what do you think? That's not a bad idea. We've already got four bottles on. Curiosity, what's it bottled at? 46. <laughs> I'm just, that's why so I'm, I'm a bet, man. Bottled at 46. So, I, I, so the 15, I think, so Hokie, we were saying that 
I, I thought so. I saw somewhere up in the comments that um, that it's a first fill sherry, and I I remember when we were doing the fifteen review. It's actually second fill. No, second fill bourbon. You're right. With only finished in sherry, so it's a, it's just kind of fl almost flavored the the old pulling. Oh, well, yeah. So they huh. they second fill bourbon and then for most of the time they finished in that. Said, Bob says that he, the the twenty five was disappointing to him. Um, and you, well, there's the, of course you got to consider the price is going to be sure, but there's also a little weight that goes into to a, getting a, an opinion from Bob because I know he's had he's had a lot of the twenty one. I mean he's got a good palate on the twenty one. So. You know, Lee, if you yeah. want, you're welcome to fly back up and do your sample. Always. Yeah. You're more than welcome to bring your samples. <laughs> It'll be all good. That's how we, that's how we roll. I think between the four houses on this street, we would find a comfortable like bed for you to yeah. come and have fine. some drinks here. As a matter of fact, the next time you come up here, you need to bring that old man of yours. I know he's got dogs to take care of, but he needs to come up. <laughs> and some, some of that Creole. And some of that food, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, let me have some. <laughs> I'm just going to read the bottle. I, I mean, I don't know why. He didn't even pour himself. I, that's his problem. Not mine. <laughs> I saw some in my glass. Look at that cork. It's actually in bad shape. So yeah. Guys, I, I, am, I have to report. Um, so we have now officially, we have officially four, I think four podcasts created out there. And they are getting popular. We're getting a lot more reviews. How, right, how, many, how, many, yeah. how many reviews? Uh, we've here? had like 30 or 40 hits on it already. And, a couple of, and they're all over iTunes. The fastest growing podcast. Scotch podcast. <laughs> I like, well, well, I don't think you can say that so anymore. If you're not yet, you should, you should go and go to iTunes and look for us and subscribe to us. Because this, this show and our reviews are all on our podcast. So. Yeah, Daniel, you missed an opportunity there. Um, I want to make sure that I'm about the 21. Oh. Um, so we, we still have a few seconds, and now I thought I forgot about what I want to talk about. Um, the podcast and... Yeah, yeah. The bad cork? Yeah. Well, that cork, so it just looks like it's getting, it almost needs to be wiped off a little bit. Look, it's kind of funky on the on the very bottom of it. I I don't know. Yeah, that, that's the problem with distilled spirits. The They can kind of dissolve the cork because... The high alcohol content at forty six percent. That's why you don't store them on their side. Yes, exactly. Why you store them on side? Because the alcohol content's low enough that the water will help keep it moist. But with this one, the alcohol's too high. Oh, so wait, I want to give this a few seconds. So oh. the question is, why haven't they gone to like screw caps for most Scotch tradition? Probably. That's a fairly good question well, to work through. I would say that that part of it, the the cork doesn't necessarily have as much influence on the scotch as it does in wine. Yeah, so, right. so there, there's no there's no reason to really get rid of it. It's not really affecting. Except as it gets old, it degrades and falls apart. Yeah, but how, how many bottles of scotch do you think they keep for a long period of time? I'm going to say less than one percent. Get get actually saved for at least on this bar. Yeah, on this bar. I mean, some bar collectors though they got a lot of bottles of scotch. You know, you, you think about the the lower end stuff is all like you know screw caps and if if you get That's a bottle a of thing. That's the weird thing. So if it truly keeps it healthier, but it's um, mm. you know for scotch it's a it's a tough glass for me to come onto after coming off of that. That higher ABV. I need to give it a second. It smells multi though. Oh, wow. Sweet. It does have that. I think it's a status thing. Just like fine wines are still 
bottled with corks. Yeah. Even though they know that there's problems right. with tainted corks. Sean sounds so. like very white. That's, what, that's true. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been going for that forever. <laughs> there's there's worse things to sound like. I can tell you that. <laughs> so uh, where are we at? Maybe you guys ready to do some news? Sure. Let's do some news. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Scotch in the News. I'm Sean. This is Mark. <laughs> Tonight's top story, the electronic tongue. Mm-hmm. Is this for real? Anywhere. <laughs> so, I, I was reading an article uh, this week about uh, a, a, <laughs> what did you a, a group of people who had invented an electronic tongue. Right? A what? It's, it's a... What what? It, it's a... <laughs> it's a chip. Yeah. Uh, it, it had some parts were coated in gold and it's, some were in aluminum. It's got like two million different circuits. Yeah. So basically, you were putting all kinds of fluids, and they actually developed it for. It, it wasn't really for whiskey. It was for fruit juice. Or yeah, uh, yeah, for for control. production lines. Yeah. It was a quality control thing. But they were also using it in hopes of detecting uh, fake whiskey. But I, I was really intrigued about it because. The way they were going about utilizing it, I had questions about, and so I wanted to ask you about what they were doing, because it's not really a mass spec kind of thing. No. So what what these kind of chips have is they essentially have a, a huge, well, two, two million, up to two million different um, receptors? receptors, essentially receptors. They call them taste buds, but yeah, they're, they're a receptor that will respond to a certain chemical. And so you, you can have the potential to have up to two million different chemicals that will be detected by that chip. And so when you put your liquid across that, it will detect all the chemicals that are in that chip or that are in that solution. And then it'll light up or will it measure it. how much of the chemical is in it? I don't. Typically, they are not qualitative. They will only detect if they're there. Okay. So they don't. They now you can make chips that are qualitative as well, but quantitative. No, qualitative is, is it there? Quantitative is can it measure how much is there? Right. So it will detect that these chemicals are present. So essentially when you put like a, if you have a known scotch, you put Macallan 12 across there, you can profile and do a fingerprint of what Macallan 12 looks like on that chip. Hmm. So then if you do Macallan 15, you'd expect it to be pretty close because, I mean, they're the same barrels, they have the same distillate, all the chemicals that are in there should be fairly close, but there'll be a slight difference. They'll have more tannins or more you know, uh, vanillins coming out of the barrel. And so, therefore, you can kind of predict that if you have samples of 12, 15, 25-year-old Macallan, maybe you put a 50 on there, you can tell if it's pretty close. If it's completely off, you will know like that. Right. Almost like a DNA signature or a fingerprint type. Exactly. You know, maybe not quite as accurate is what you're saying. Exactly. My, my take on it, though, is that if I take a... Let's say I have a really vintage bottle, and we'll get into this later, but mm-hmm. I put Macallan in it, right? It's it's still Macallan. It's oh. just not from okay. the 1930s. So I got a 1930s bottle that's empty, and I put Macallan 12 in it. It's still Macallan. Right. But you would think that they've got different signature profiles over the years, because it's got to change. So well, that's the thing. So if I was Macallan, I would be putting every bottling... Through that chip. Yeah, that's to a write a signature. The problem is you got to have a data set first. Yeah, you do. Right. Without a data set, you I mean, can't do it. So you got to have a 30-year-old whatever. Which right. 
yeah. and you got to be able to play in the field because I'm sure a lot of whiskey companies are you know they're they're so slow to kind of technology is whoa it's scary you know so doing that and getting into the game is a whole other part. But I, I thought that that was a unique kind of interesting well, thing to get into as far as you know I mean they're. They're using technology to figure stuff out, and, and not necessarily stuff that was it's, developed for yeah, really cool. Scotch. But didn't the article say that they're using the technology for more than just the whiskey industry? Oh, they're yeah. using it in it, the wine industry. I mean, it's well, they were using it for production lines. That's fruit juice so, like, stuff. if yeah, you had apple yeah, juice, right. they were using it to make sure that you know it didn't have any impurities or or off flavors. They were mo- using it to monitor. The production facilities. Because I mean, your taste buds—they they taste the chemicals. I mean, it's what it is. It's exactly like an electronic tongue. Right. You know, and it, and I think the article is very astute, and it said that you can't tell what is in black coffee, but you can tell what it tastes like. So the chip doesn't tell you what compounds are in there, but it will tell you if you put coffee across it. This is coffee because it has you have got that finger right. rush for it. So I mean. What, what's what's the uh, what's the damage here? What's it trying to combat? Right? What's the cost of what? It, why why are they putting this into the industry? Now, Eric had made a couple good points really early on in the show um, about you know fake whiskey in the industry and and the cost of mine. I mean, it's huge. It's oh, yeah, probably it's more rampant than we realize. Right. Um, well, it, it's starting to get there. So Eric can probably attest to this more than I can. But you know, counterfeit wines have been a thing for a long time because. Right. There's, the money. Just, there's money in it, right. Right? right? And if you can get some old rare vintages and pass them off, um, you know, or pass off fake wines as old rare vintages, you can make a lot of money. Well, the scotch, the, the rare scotch auctions are starting to go into, you know, bottles are six figures, seven figures. Exactly. And and all the time now. Uh, I think that they said year over year, the... Uh, the what is it? Top hundred bottles. It, it goes up like ninety five percent every year, year over year. That's insane. For auctions, right? Well, <clears throat> but these, like Eric was saying, these counterfeiters—they're not going to mess with something. They're going to repeat. They're no, going to do cor- one or two of the extremely rare things. Right. To try and make, well, make but that's problem. why I was asking Andrew because it doesn't do you any good to have a fingerprint of McAllen Twelve because nobody's no doing that. Yeah. But how are you going to have a fingerprint of something that's like you know seventy You're years right. old? But but I'm, what I'm saying is. The, the distillate and the barrels that McAllen uses are going to indicate 95% of that. Now, and, and if, you, if you have older ages, you can fingerprint that a 12, a 15, a 20, a 25, maybe even a 50-year-old, these are kind of what that, and, and you, you'll be able okay. to see this on a graph, that these are very similar to McAllen ranges. I mean, so if right. somebody says this is a, um, that they have a McAllen bottle, and they say this is a 50-year-old McAllen, and they put a 12-year-old in it, it's, it's still McAllen, though. It's still a DNA You're right, point, but, but it'll have. But if it's been the signature, aged, will show it's a 12 year old McAllen. Exactly. Because so you're saying the opposite. It'll it'll find the, the imperfections faster than find the. Well, it'll so. it'll tell you that this has way fewer tannins and vanillins from the barrel. It, it's uh, you know whatever chemicals typically disappear during aging. It'll have too many of those. It'll be able to tell that this is not a fingerprint of, a, of an old McAllen. It'll definitely tell whether it's McAllen or not. I would assume so. So if you're, if you're a counterfeiter and you're trying to sell a McAllen 6, for example, and you put in an old Pulteney, well, obviously you're not going to, but something that's in color, yeah, it's going to be pretty obvious that this so, is not So here's my question, and this was a an example that was brought up. So last year, two years ago, 
some dude goes into a bar in, I want to say, Brussels, right. and spends $10,000 on a dram, right? right. One it was dram. like an 1894 Macallan, right? Yep. So you're talking a bottle that's 120 years old. He the, got $10,000 for one ounce dram. The methods of production of the grain, of the whiskey, like those are the right. scotches that right. are, are being counterfeited. Yeah. Um, so the things that you had to watch out for were, you know, people buying old bottles that were empty. Right. And utilizing, you know, refilling right. those. And they said that they had a Macallan, like a 50-year-old Macallan that some auction house had caught. And the only thing that was different about it was the foil on the on the cork was a different color foil. That's the only thing that was different. Other than that, it was an exact... But like you so, couldn't tell. I mean, so Eric said this, and, and you said this, uh, what they're counter—they're targeting to counterfeit. But not to show that I've got a corrupt or criminal mind. If I'm going to spend the money and time to do this to make money, I'm not going to go after and try to counterfeit a bottle that's going to get the most scrutiny. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a 150-year-old McKellen. Well, everybody in the world's going to come and test this thing. No, I'm going to go with a 45-year-old McKellen. Because well, it's not going to catch the attention so much. And I can still two grand out of it. Right. Or I, I, I might be only 50 out of it. Who knows? But I'm not going to go for the million-dollar bottle. But here's yeah. the thing. So they were saying that a lot of these people that have these, these fake bottles aren't the guys who faked it, right? So you've got, a, you've got a big whiskey collection, oh, right? You're wow. a private collector. Right. And right, right. 98% of your bottles are the real deal. But you've got two bottles that are sitting there. And that you, you don't even know guy. It. That bought it off of some guy. And you're not even going to open it to find out. And you don't even know. Right. right. So, right. you know, and then they die or, or decide to sell their collection. It goes up for auction. The the thing that I found infuriating, though, was that the auction houses... <laughs> Bud would drink it. Right? You don't know what it is, man. Uh, <laughs> but they, they weren't doing anything. So if, if they found out that you had a, a, a counterfeit bottle, right, they just send it back to you. So they'll they'll sell the rest of your collection, but say, you know, this one doesn't pass muster. We don't we don't feel confident that this is well, a real deal because it's our reputation uh, yeah. as the auction house that right. we're not going to sign off. So it's your property. We're going to give it back to you. Yeah. You do whatever you sure. want with it. Hey, right? John Kranz. Hey, John Kranz, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, John. Thank you very much. Happy Thursday. With us. Hmm. So they. They send pictures of the bottle to all the other auction houses without the customer's information. They're just like, hey, sure. you might FYI. see this bottle come through, yeah. you know, heads up on this one. But, you know, so I thought that that was kind of, but it isn't their property, but, so I kind right. of understand. Yeah. So, but there's no way to, to age a liquid. There's no way for them to just pour a little bit out and we can take a sample and say, yeah, that's 75-year-old. Well, interesting. Did you guys see that that news I posted the other day about the guy? Was it um, Glyph? Yes. Was Man, it we hours? talk about that Glyph. Okay, talk to us. I don't know much about well, it. Well, this so is it was in California. They made a whiskey in 24 hours that tasted like it was aged for like. Took it over to Scotland and gave a bunch of samples to somebody in Glasgow, and you know all the people Some, in Glasgow. A bunch of people who don't drink whiskey. Right. Yeah. A couple of them so, said it was short. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> short. It is short. Um, so we tried this at a whiskey fest in New York. Glyph, you weren't impressed, were you? Not impressed. So, Glyph, I mean, it's it's a it's a noble cause. You you analyze whiskeys, you try and pull out the components, 
and you try and replicate it with lab grade components. So, so no maturation, no nothing. I'm just so, going to so reproduce you take, it. you take pure grain ethanol, you take high purity water, you add some vanillins, some phenol, some all these kind of things, all those identified components, and try and create a whiskey. Try and, exactly. So basically, you end up with a Blade Runner replicant. Yes, exactly That's what you're right. talking about. It's faulty. There's but no it's faulty. He's <laughs> no got a dead bum leg and it's like, ah. And you got to shoot I'm it sorry. and put it down. So, so Glyph <laughs> made their whiskey. Or I don't know if Glyph is the distiller. Glyph is a brand, isn't it? Yeah, you, you, you ask a, the a maker. I don't yeah, they're, they're a brand. Oh so, so Eric has a bottle. And it, he actually, I think Eric did a review on it, if I remember right. But yeah, it's, it's essentially what they, what they did is they tried to make a whiskey that was a general whiskey. They didn't try and target scotch. They didn't try and target bourbon. They didn't try and target Japanese or anything. They just tried to make a whiskey. And it's 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 the most those. general flavored. I'm not saying the next bottle they put out could be fantastic. But the way the target on this one, well, I don't think was right. That's just my, my opinion. Um, I think it's got potential. I mean, if you can do a chip that can taste, you know, 2 million different compounds, why couldn't you? Right. The, the problem is sourcing all those high purity compounds to put in there, it's cheaper just to age it for so, 12 years in a barrel. To bring it back to the, the, the counterfeit whiskeys, there are some distilleries that are doing as much as they can. They're doing the next level to try to prevent this. McKellen's one of them. Well, yeah. they're putting um, those seals on. Yeah, the, those, those, hier uh, those holograms, right. And they're not just doing that. They're putting hieroglyphics on there. They're right. not doing it on the, on the high-end bottles. They do, it on, on the, Let's go. they do it on the edition bottles. They, yeah. I mean, they do it on their $100 well, bottles. Well, yeah. and there's a lot of Japanese whiskeys. I saw somebody that was doing uh, some kind of a, a uh, chip oh, on, really? on the bottle so that you could... Scan it, it huh. and verify that it was what it was. Huh. Well, it's probably coming to come to that eventually. Yeah. But that's, that's, the technology is really cheap. That doesn't help you with a bottle that somebody's opened, Alrighty. drank, and, right, and right, then right. refilled with something else and received. What, well, it does those green, those hologram things because how can you replace that if it's open? Man, they've been replicating fine art for... Well, I was just going to bring that up, though. The difference between with fine art, though, here, here's the difference between replicating something like fine art, is they have pictures of the, the edges that are never seen. Right. You know what I mean? They don't have that when it comes to this. We don't have a sample of that 1824 McKellen or whatever you want to talk about put aside. It's, it's impossible to do. So the, the point of the story is there are lots of fakes. And there's, like you said, there's probably a lot more out there to this whole world that we have no clue about. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a battle. Well, right? the, the, the problem with some of those old bottles, if they haven't been opened, you can't even sample them to detect it. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're not allowed to break the seal to take a sample of the liquid to compare it. You just... You, just you know, not is. to say that that anybody that's watching or will listen to this is, is not in that market. I know we're not. I, I'm I'm not in that. That I'm never bidding on or looking at a bottle that I'm interested in that I think has the potential to be counterfeit. It's just not yeah. the world I live in. But there there are a lot that. But we that were do. really careful about when we opened that McAllen. That McAllen Six, absolutely. We were very cautious about it, and we were very cautious about what we were going to do with that decanter because it was a two thousand dollar decanter. I mean, it was crystal. It was beautiful. It was we want to make sure that it goes to somebody, yep. but we also want to make sure it doesn't find its way back into the market. Into the yeah. right. right, right. I mean, because if you have the box, if you have all the stuff, that goes all you have to it. do is refill it with. You know, a, a, a nice bottle, even a three hundred dollar bottle. Absolutely, we'll sell it for you know, four grand. Whatever. But I mean, 
we don't we, we want to be good stewards of the industry. We, we're part of this industry, and, and Cheers, we know Michael. that uh, <laughs> that that decanter is filled with some old Glen Farkless right now, and oh, very nice. It looks beautiful. Is that what this is? You know, I haven't even tried this one because I got into this old Pulteney, and I gotta That's tell good. ya, I gotta tell ya, it's not as sweet as the fifteen, though. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. But it's they're, they're very good. yep. The first nose, put your nose in it, and you're like OP. OP. Got it. I'm pretty sure. Sh- oh, I, sh- I should. I'm I pretty sure. I feel confident. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of right. OP in front of me blind. I'm, I'm like, as soon as you say that, you're done. I'm done. <laughs> Somebody I will know. send you a I sample, can. and you're done. I'm done. I think I'm gonna have to switch to peated. Yeah, you better. You, you, you need, need to go something. big. Go bigger. You might need to go across the street and get him something to take care of this. I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, that'll do it. No, no, he needs. I'm a, going top shelf. Oh, oh, he wants a log. You need to go on log of one. Yeah, sixteen. You better get a log of one, Bud Matthews. This one's for you. Anyway, we're gonna do it. Right. So, what, what's what's that? Uh, yeah, that was the electric tongue. Did anybody catch the husbands beware comment? Come on, you guys. I do want to say thank you to my brother-in-law Matt O'Connor for sending me. What? The, he's the one that what? sent me that, which is you know he's been listening to us on podcasts. He's a good guy, man. He is a Has guy. he? So that's yeah. what he was he was running tonight, but he's the one that sent it to us. So Matt, if you are listening on podcasts, thank you for sending. Awesome. It to us. And thank you for wearing the uh, the Scotch for Dummy shirt when you did it. it was pretty, I mean, awesome. he was like, literally went off. So we do have, before we get into the next topic, though, yeah. Let's you pour yourself one of these. I wanted to give a shout-out to Shyman for oh. sending us a couple. We, we received a couple bottles this week, you guys. Um, kind of yeah. excited. I, I didn't know much about him. He was communicating with Sean directly uh, on Facebook. But um, a couple of cool things. So there's a uh, Glenn Rothes Sherry Cask Reserve. Ooh, uh, Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. We have we we've, we've had this bottle. I'll take yes. No, no. <laughs> what? We'll keep that little cannibal here. But this one, I'm curious and interested. This is I'm intrigued about this. This is a Tullerberdine Sovereign. Sovereign. I've heard of this. I'm not quite sure what to make of it because the the, the sticker on the back says it's um a 700. What, what's it say? No, Golden color. No, it's a four. It's it's. You said that the, the sample that the numbers are wrong. Yeah, well, it, it's um, if you pull if you pull the label, it, I mean, it's, I think oh. it's a kind of retail or maybe it must or, be tra- yeah because the, you put a sticker it, off and it says it's a seven seventy cl, but it's a seven fifty m now. Forty three ABV. Whatever. So <clears throat> interesting, Tullerberdine. Don't know where we could get it, but we've got it, and so. It looks like it we'll was try it. Imported specifically for a uh, liquor store. Oh, so a liquor store brought this guy in yeah. for them. Okay, where's where's Shimon at? New York. Uh, New York. New York. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I wanted to say thank you to him and, and give him a shout out. Really appreciate it. We're gonna Absolutely. get a review on and this. We'll get a review on that one. We're yep. gonna drink that one. <laughs> well, we're gonna drink them both. That one for sure. That they was all just eventually. Um, so let's see. We got we got something. You know what? I need a pour. Hang on. I need a pour, guys. I'm gonna go into and, and try this 44106 with the which is a Krekalaki. No said. Jam-packed fruit and wood, 15-year-old, 58.3%. Steve has got a bottle of this. Steve, I don't know if you've opened it. If you have, I'd love for you to put a few comments about what you thought about it on it. I'll let you know what I think here in just a second. Um, I actually made a a purchase on SMWS today on on the SMWSA uh, online. Um, Our our good buddy, our good bourbon buddy, Mike, who we have converted to a scotch lover, uh, wanted the Ball Blair release that's out there on the SMWS outturn. It's a 70 dot whatever. Um, it's something something about, yeah, it's a Ball Blair and it says something like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas or something. That's what he wanted. 
So I decided I was going to buy it for him because he's not a member. So I went out there to get it. And if we're going to get one bottle, you got to get two. two, you know, for shipping. So I picked myself up a 36 dot something, uh, and I'm interested to see what uh, what that's about. So I, I stuck true to what I said I was going to do, and I'm, I'm not looking at the distillery as much as I am the pro. I'm reading and, and what are the notes I'm supposed to get out of this. And so we'll see. It is a Ben Rennes, and that was my very first SMWS, so I'm a, I got high hopes, but we'll see. Anyway, Bud Matthews is going nuts here. He doesn't like to see this Delago one sitting around. I know. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time with what I got in my glass. So, anyway, um, bah, 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 I'm trying to catch up on well, this. Well, there's comments. a lot of comments so, coming yeah, through. Yeah, there's a lot of comments, but we do have a new, uh, we do have a segment coming up. So, where, let me see what the, uh, the lineup says now that we're done with Scotch in the News. Did you want to close out your Scotch in the News segment, Sean? No, I... I'm talking about official. We're good. <laughs> I'll put my pants back on. No, no, we're not. <laughs> Sean. I just want to call out um, Sunday Evening Scotch. So here's a brewery note. Obviously, I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? I get a lot of, for the OP17, I get a lot of coke on the palate, almost like Nestle Quick powder. Also, yeah. tons of malt, a little brine, vanilla, and baking spice. That's a pretty nice one, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Nestle Quick, though? I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I, could, I, I totally could see Well, that. it's hard to, to really agree or disagree when you're drinking so many different you know, samples, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, your palate's all over the place right now. I'm not going to make a judgment on that OP at all. It was fun. It was enjoyable. But what you got no, there? Log. That's the one. Oh, that, is that really, can so I Bob, smell it? Bob said yeah. he wanted you guys to taste this one. We, this is the one we opened up in... Um, we were in New York. There's a this reason it's one of my favorite scotches in the world. This is the one we took on the fishing trip, right? The Clint Vargas? Uh, no. No. That was 105. That was 105. Yeah, that was 105. This is yeah. This, oh, this is, oh, yeah. Yeah. That 105. It musty. We tried our best to, to blast a bottle of 105, but we were too busy fishing. We couldn't, we, it was tough. No, we were catching. We were catching, that's right. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. All right. All right, so. Are we ready? It's time. It's time. Hey, there he is. Look who's here. It's him. It's the, the man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Welcome so, to the show, Dr. Scotch. Good to see you. Good to see you. Dr. Scotch, good so, to see you. Doctor, 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 doctor. So, Doctor, we had an interesting comment this week from our good friend, a Discord member, a Patreon member, Brad Murphy, or otherwise known as Spud Murph. Yep. He had a question for you. He says, what's the story with neck pores? I have no idea. What does that even mean? Neck pores. Neck pores. Kind of sounds freaky. Never heard of them. Next question. Sorry. Neck pores. So, so... <laughs> Say you get a bottle. Brand new bottle. Get a new bottle, bottle and off yours. Good one. It's been standing up for a long time. You know, every t- most bottles will have a neck. Most of them aren't like they, well, even the even the cannonball of um, well, what you do with it. The Glenrothes still has a neck. Still has a neck. So the question is, there, there's lots of rumors out there that this neck pour this is the bad. section. This so section the se- right the here. The section right up there. Right before you open it, just that little liquid. Because it's touching the oxygen. It's airtight. Well, so that's the question. No, these bottles are not airtight. So the good, good point. The, these bottles, the cork the makes field. them so they're not airtight. So if you okay. if you take one up in a plane, you'll see this. Extreme. I've had that problem. If it heats up, you'll see air come out, and so so they're not completely Travis airtight. Travis Fairclough had that problem. So the question is, um, if you take this bottle and you pour it out immediately, is that first section of the neck bad? Right. That first or, drain. Or, so this person right here, you're saying it, it can be oxidized. It could be dead. Or it be a, so there's there's two potentials there. Number one, if you take a bottle and you go like this, which is what turning it upside down. 
then for it's our not podcast. Gonna, we just shook it all up. Then it's not going to be any different than normal. But if you take a bottle and you were to, to very carefully open it and pour it out, that neck will be slightly different than the rest of the bottle. Now, what, what do you, when you say different, what's different about it? The so, taste or the chemical makeup of it or yes. the what? So what, what typically happens in a bottle of, um, with a little bit of air in it, the alcohol does tend to kind of congregate up here. So it, the alcohol in the bottle will rise? Well, not, not really rise, but because of the air interface there, you may be 43% in the bottle and maybe 45% up of the neck because there's a little bit of difference. The alcohol tends to prefer the oxygen as opposed to the water or whatever. Um, so it'll be slightly different. And with that, it'll take a few different chemicals with it to create a little bit different flavor. Additionally, up there, you'll have a little bit, a little more, a little bit more oxygen, oxygenation, oxidation uh, um, of the whiskey there. Now, the key thing about liquid is diffusion. So a lot of those compounds, as they change, they'll just diffuse through the rest of the whiskey. It's not going to really okay. affect that neck. So you will have a little more alcohol. You have a few more flavor components up there if you take it just without ever mixing it. So if I opened this up and took a, 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 and pulled a just a pipette yeah. and pulled that top off, you're saying it, there's probably going to be a it, little bit of a difference than if I stuck one all the way down here and with a strong pull. That's correct. That's a Texas man right there. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there's there's definitely a difference is what you're saying. There is, but there's also another difference that I think needs to be addressed as well. Is that when you open a bottle, that first glass out of bottle, even if you take it very carefully, mix it up so there's no difference. In the, every every liquid in that thing is the same. You remove the alcohol difference at the neck. The first sip out of a bottle will be slightly different because the alcohol to liquid ratio is different. It's oxidized a little different. You open it up to more air. So the next glass out of there will be slightly different. So this is a, the thing we've had uh, last week is that bottles age a little bit over time. Right. So let me ask you this question then. Why don't distilleries actually bottle with gas? Because they know that as it heats up and cools and flies in a plane or whatever goes to different altitudes, it's going to come it's gonna out. exchange. They have no way to control. <laughs> they, they have no real way to control. So, so, so it just is what it is. It is. So That's here's a, here's a subtle question for you. Since we were talking about older whiskeys, mm-hmm. since this isn't an airtight seal, mm-hmm. like that bottle that we had that was the uh, that fifty year old Glen Grant. Mm-hmm. So if we had a full bottle of that, a, a, a seven fifty or a seventy centiliter, and it sits for twenty thirty years, uh, obviously that's going to slightly oxidized the, yep. the the liquor itself is going to change so it will a little bit i mean ultimately you have to keep in mind when you see a 50-year bottle you may lose what an eighth of an inch or three i mean i've, of, I've seen some liquid. old bottles that were so so if they're stored in a hotter location they will tend to off gas more liquid probably more alcohol typically because that's going to be preferentially up there so you might drop abv a little bit but again you will oxidize as it Cycle so, so it's going to change the flavor. It will change a little bit. But now, the, the key to also look for is, you know, if the foil's intact, that's going to slow the rate. If the cork is still solid, that's going to slow the rate. But if you have a dried out cork... That's going gonna, up in an airplane is going to increase the speed the rate. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to exchange the, the gas. So, so like any other, you know, you want to keep it in a cool, dark place. You want to avoid temperature fluctuations. Light, I mean, even light. So if this sits in a window, even if it sits in a, in a bright window for like six months... 
it's going to change the flavor. Just that, that sunlight, the energy from the sunlight is going to penetrate the bottom changes. So at the end of the day, are you suggesting that everyone, when they get a bottle of scotch or whiskey in general, should they just upside down a couple times like a blizzard? <laughs> well, I would. I mean, there there you go. Ultimately, it's the best way. Here's your scotch. Thank yeah. you for coming. <laughs> do it. Yeah, I, I actually do because that, that will guarantee that what you're tasting is the contents of the new bottle. It's not just a little bit of maybe oxidized or high alcohol content at the neck. Just, just tip it over. You'll get. It'll still change over time. That's what whiskey does. But it will be the most representative of the bottle as it comes out. So I think it's interesting to say that because I, you know, nine times out of ten, if you don't neck pour, you don't you don't twist it upside down, whatever. You're probably not going to notice it. No, and, and even if you you take it home, you take it off the shelf. You know, look, look how much liquid it. I take it off the shelf. It's already shook. Right. I, now I put it up on the counter, and now I, I put it in the trunk, and now I drive, drive around in my car. You're, you're mixing it. I mean, it. you're mixing it as, as you drive home. So the, so, so the, the odds of having it perfectly well, – okay, so next question then. So, okay. So you, you, you've got a bottle of shit that's done us deal, and it's sitting in a, a liquor store for three months. Yep. Even – still to your point, bringing it home, you're going to shake it up. But let's just say it doesn't, and you open it at the store – so it's a period after time it could still evolve and yeah, that's kind of challenging. KB, KB is alive. KB is alive. KB. Cheers. Oh. God Good to that, see man. you on a show, man. God we haven't seen that, you in man. so long. We haven't heard from you. I mean, I didn't even know if you were around. Were we thought you kind of gave up on us. We were wondering where KB was, man. Good to see you. Man, I just <laughs> I, I just poured the Dunfarkles and had a chance to drink it. Oh, wait talking. a minute. Didn't these samples... Come from KB. KB and my, my bad. We knew where you were at. Hey, it's good to see you. KB. So um, before we get Dr. Scott, this is a really musty. Have you had, it is you musty. Drinking? I'm drinking. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm drinking the mm. quicker lock. I'm, I, I'm you not. Know, are you on Grand Park? Yes. No, it's, it's, God, you guys are ahead of me. I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You guys are killing me, Smalls. I feel bad. Sucks for you. I'm on it. I'm on it. You're going on a fishing trip. You know, suck it up. <laughs> I, I want to try that, but I'm not going no, to until I uh, really until nice. I can. So that's really so, interesting, so, Scott. So neck pour, neck pour it. Is. So at the end of the day, more than likely, so to Brad's question, is a neck pour something to worry about? Probably not. Well, I mean, it, so every well, most whiskeys, most especially most good whiskeys, they take some time to open up. So the neck pour is going to be the least opened up it'll ever be. So it's almost like the what's the guy's name from? From Don Moore, he just throws it out. You might as well just throw out that top piece anyway. Well, I'm not doing that. No, 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 that. Not, yeah. But but ultimately, you know, you talk to lots of people, drink it down a little bit, and then let it sit for a while. It's going to kind of open up. It's going to be more more chill bottle. Follow up question. So wait a minute. Bo- Follow up question from uh, from Bob H. What the f, Doctor Scotch? You always flip the bottle for the neck pour? Yeah, because I don't want it to. I want he it, says, "Yeah, I Bob. Want it, I want it to taste like the rest of the bottle." So do a handstand in the pool and get over it. Because how do I judge the bottle then? So the problem, you know, we might not be good enough in our our reviews. We may may not flip the bottle. And then whoever gets poured first, usually Mark or me, will have the neck pour. So Bud's going to name his new band uh, Neck Pour. And Trooper Henry says, Mark, just be your normal self. I am. I hey, got no uh, problems with I like that. that. I like to go see that club. Right? I mean. So we'll say hi to Bill T from Whiskey Dick. Thanks for joining me. Bill Hi, hey, is there? Nice. nice so um, follow-up question for myself then. So you've got top piece of the neck pour that we've been debating. Yep. So obviously once you get past that, it's good, 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 good. Towards the end of the bottle, mm-hmm. say maybe just you know, a little bit left in there. 
what's the deal there? So we just pour it out for everybody to drink it up? Or should, it's Unless you're going to gas. Unless you're going to gas. Gas will help about half of it. But, yeah, once it gets down to a quarter bottle, the air in there relative to the, the liquid is so great, you're going to oxidize Might, might as well get shotgun there. And, and what, do, friends over. what do we call those? Wounded zebras. <laughs> Wounded zebras. <laughs> Sean's all about that, freaking That may be my next coin. <laughs> All right, Dr. Scotch will be back next week. Thanks for letting us know there. We, we love it. We that love it. Awesome. That's a quick change. <laughs> what a dork. Oh, stop coming. Every time you're gone. Man, he's like Superman. He is. He's <laughs> awesome. Dr. Scotch is awesome. Good topic, and actually, I think we're, I we've got a lot of topics. I just wrote one down earlier. I actually wrote. I was like, hey, I got an idea. I didn't want to mention it because well, well, I'm sure we'll cover it. But um, good stuff. That interesting. It's not so much a problem for oh. us. <laughs> Eric Waite gave you a uh, Doctor Scotch a question for next week. Oh, what's that? Bottle shock. Bottle, Bottle shock from flying. from flying. So that's the interesting point. You just had that exact situation. Yeah, right. So Eric, that's a great question. I uh, I ordered a bottle um, or three or four a lot from Whiskey Barrel and um, and they're in Edinburgh and they shipped me over this bottle they of the uh, the Deanston 10 Apollo mission and the there was a signatory what was it Glenlivet and I got them all so stinging excited the signatory Glenlivet when I, I opened it up I could smell it I was like uh oh and the whole can was kind of squishy and I'm like shit I thought the bottle was broken it wasn't broken at all it had just pushed out through the, the cork that the the pressurization from the plane and pushed it out. So all the packing peanuts around it were all soaked in scotch. By sheer coincidence, Drew and I were knocking on his door going, would you open? Right. <laughs> What's hey. And so I handed a couple of all the packing peanuts so they could totally suck at them because they were soaked up like sponges. But um, it happened. And, you know, Whiskey Barrel took very good care of me and they, they made it right. And they actually said, hey, this is just part of the business. This is what happens. Yeah, but loss, yeah. it, it was almost kind of a shock to me. Like, what? I mean... If the bottle were broke, that's one thing. I, I was like, yeah. all right, the bottle broke. But I, the bottle was was just like this. You know, the everything's not. And I'm like, like, what the hell? And so I had mentioned it to Travis Faircloth on Facebook. He got a bottle of the Deanston from Whiskey Barrel the next day. And the delivery guy had left it in a hot box, like a hot mailbox or whatever. Ooh, we got there. The yeah, first yeah, wounded yeah. zebra shirt. I like, the, I like that idea. Oh, <laughs> that's first genius. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ready to create a bunch of new shirts. That will be one of my first ones. And Daniel, you will be the first one we get it off to. I hope we don't offend anybody with any blood. <laughs> but that'll be so Four <laughs> dummies hunting a wounded zebra. <laughs> but Travis gets his bottle, opens it, and sends me a picture. And his the, the bottle, the, the liquid, was all the way above the, the wrapper line. And, the floor. So and I'm much. like... Holy cow, that's minutes away from, I mean, just just a little bit away from popping. Two or three hours later, he sends me another picture, and it was back down to here. I had no idea that the bottle, that the liquid would expand that much. Well, that, and that's the problem, is if your bottle's like this when it does that, the, it's gas, over. the gas has nowhere to go, so it seeps out like you have. Right. It, so I mean, it'll, 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 upside down. It, uh, yeah, essentially, probably on the plane, it was on its side or something. Yeah. So as it pressurized... It pushed liquid out as opposed to... Exactly. That, as soon as Travis sense. got it, he was like, code red. Code and red. put it in a nice bath. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, so segue into a comment that was just Bob just mentioned. And so we were just talking about this on our uh, pre-show for our patrons. And we'll talk some more after the show for our patrons. But 
So we are due. Our challenge coins are pretty much gone. We're, we're spent. We're limited, we're, right? We've got, bum, bum, like, yeah, we're, we're down. We're definitely. So we need to design our zebra. next next challenge coin. Hey, and so I want to make a point before we say. So I want to look at the timing of it and say, all right, if we're going to make a new coin now, that's one thing. But I don't want it to interfere, or I don't want us to have to make a new one right before our trip to Scotland. Because the trip to Scotland is a, a coin adventure in and of itself. You'll have a that special coin just for that. Anybody that comes on the trip from for Scotland, I mean, there's some things that Scotch for Dummies is going to do for everybody, right? I mean, tattoos for everybody. Right. <laughs> so if you sign up, you get a tattoo. We get to pick the place, right? On your body, that is, right? Right across My? the bridge. Everybody's dreams. <laughs> no, everybody's going to have a, have a teardrop and a Scotch for Dummies logo right. right on their eyes. And a Scotch whore tramp stamp. That's <laughs> Mars could be the first one to go. No, I, I mean, so I, I don't want it to get. I, I want to look at the the sequencing of how we do this, but we are due new new coins, and I'm this is the first time in the coin thing that I'm kind of stumped about what I want to do for my coin. I really, I guess I need to go home and sleep on. It. I really don't know. I think you just got one, darn it. You just got off easy. Everybody's gonna want a wounded zebra. Hell, <laughs> I want one. <laughs> So maybe we, maybe we maybe offer it up this year to, to you all to say, hey, what I was would you like to see for our, our next batch, right? Because we've, we've done a couple of different things. We all, Keep all it clean. Have our, well, we all have <laughs> our sayings, <laughs> but it'd be nice for something different. You know? Well, and I, I like that idea because in all honesty, you guys are just as much a part of this journey as, as the four of us. Yep. I, you've always been a seat at our bar. So right. talk to us. Well, I mean, what is it? Maybe instead how, of how making you see us? four individual coins, maybe we make a patron uh, or, or a subscriber coin, one that how we see you. Oh, <laughs> that's a question. So maybe we flip so, it. I don't yeah. know. So here's what I'll do. Uh, I'm going to create a uh, Discord. Um, actually, I'll have Steve down in the morning. I'll create a dis <laughs> Discord channel. He's the man. I'll create a Discord channel uh, in our Scotch for Dummies Discord channel, and would love to hear your ideas okay. there. And same thing was. We have actually speaking of Discord. We have a bunch of channels. We have oh my god. We have Scott's suggestions. We've got uh, a ton of different channels in there. You ask questions, and, yeah. right? But a Patreon coin channel for ideas. I think that's great. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Steve, you're on it. For a second, I thought we were going to have a wounded zebra channel. I was all excited. <laughs> that's, that's always possible. So I guess that's a question. Everybody's already bought a wounded zebra coin and shirt. I think apparently. a shirt is going to be our, our biggest seller ever. So, so we'll get 100 coins for each of us. We just got to figure out a logo for that. How do we do a wounded zebra? We have like a bottle laying outside. I, I feel like we should. you hanging over going. I, I feel like we should talk to an artist. <laughs> See, this works. Everybody's in on it. Everybody likes the zebra thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! That's so, great. Just a picture of a bunch of overweight, drunken, smiling people. Uh, no, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! You're calling overweight? Yeah, wait, hang on. What the hell? No, wait, Bill? Maybe it's just a picture of the camera that we see when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I always see you as a Logitech 930 camera. There you go. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we can get a picture of us with like. 150 teardrops <laughs> for, <laughs> for all the zebras, the zebras we've killed, right? Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> I mean, so the key is, I mean, we see our how we see ourselves is one thing, but how you see Drew Us. versus how you see me versus how you see you know, but it's and different. I'm just gonna put it out there, Bud cannot. 
Andrew's coin. Because <laughs> <No, he can't. laughs> it'll be a big turd. Uh, <laughs> probably true. Scotch on the Bayou is going to start using Wounded Zebra on his Instagram channel. I like it. OMG. Yeah. Oh, I'm viral. Wow. <laughs> it's going to take over. Just, I know. I just got to be, pa- oh. be patient. Because there it is. The first time. <laughs> this is the first time, but this might be the time that Bob H. does trump KB and put him in his place. I think, oh, I KB's think probably Bob back H. asleep. KB is KB probably fell back asleep. Bob's going to take over. <laughs> Good for you, Bob. Hey, Bob, remember back spend when, that money that you want off KB anyway. <laughs> remember when we used to have the Scotch for Dummies channel sponsored by... X. Yeah, we used to do something like that, yeah. right? So what else we got, guys? Uh, Ollie's questions. ready for Any pretzels. Any questions in the live chat? So, so we've got, a, how much time we got left? We have we five minutes left. minutes left or so. Yeah. If anybody has questions for us, you know, you know, Dr. Scott is gone, but we have other, we have other general whiskey knowledge here that's not necessarily scientific. So why don't we, what, you guys know let, let's right talk now. about, we do it every week. Do we have any updates on our trip for next year? Because people are always asking for 2020. Yes. That's I, good I was going to ask you after we got off the channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sean's like, why did you say it in front of the so camera? I will say, we, you guys, you two specifically, we I put have been working with you guys on some infographics. So what's the deal behind that? What's, why are we... Uh, we, we turned the hats around and got some stuff done. Yep. And then you helped us with some things. Yeah. So Go. basically, we're trying to, to finalize the... Um, distillery visits for the trip, you guys. And as much as Andrew has already made the relationship and solidified what we're going to do with the tour company, and we could lean on them for those visits, we kind of want those relationships to be ours. And so Sean and I worked on pulling a lot of data from our channel and who we are and what we are and what we do so that we can make sure that w- when we approach these distilleries, which is going to be here in the next week, yep. um, that they know what we're going to, what we're bringing to their. We don't want to just show up, right? That's not fair to you guys, and it's not what we want. We really want to show up to these distilleries, and we want to have some very unique opportunities, something very different. It's not something that you can get just walking off the street and saying, "Hey, I want a two-year distillery," and you get a shot of their twelve-year-old, and you see their mash tun, and you're like, "Shit, this was great." No, we want we want their master distiller. We want some time, and so we've got to build some good cast. Some good cast. We want to be able to go like malts and barley. Well, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, the the, the folks that are going to make the trip, um, they're it, it, actually everybody watching the channel. They want you guys want you don't want to just go to the distillery and get their twelve year old in a plastic shot glass. You want to go there, and yeah. the, the distillers we pick are distillers that we absolutely love. We're talking about Deanston, Glen Goyne, OP. We're yeah. talking about Glen Goyne. We're talking about the ones that, you know, we want the inside yeah. scoop on them. So we're, we're really trying to solidify that. We're still looking at last week of June. Mm-hmm. It's, that not changed. That's yep. not going to change. Price point, I don't know. It's, it's still in the ballpark. We're no numbers. I will say this. Tom R. did reach out to me after last week, and... Andrew, he really needs to talk to you. I, I, I want you to reach out to him. Tom is, is doing his best to try to reach out to his boss and make sure that he's got the time off. He's looking at the logistics. Yep. And he's got questions. And he's got some really good questions. You know, our tour starts in Inverness. Mm-hmm. All right, so where do I need to fly into? Do you realize there's only one train that goes out of Edinburgh to Inverness a day? There's three that go out of Glasgow, but I mean, so it, we, he, okay. we, I don't know if we've looked at those logistics. We've yes. looked at the logistics of just the tour. 
Maybe we need to expand and say, hey, can people even get here on time without spending a, an arm and a leg? So I, Tom's got good points, and we need to we need to address them. I'm just walking. earlier. Hey, I'm all about walking. You know what? You it, it's legal. It is legal to walk in Scotland and walk through anyone's property if that's all you're doing. You can walk across anybody's property. You can hike through the, the countryside. Oh, I didn't know that. So if you want to walk, let's do it, buddy. I, I think Molly may need a coin on our next batch. Oh, what did wow. you see? How many people back were What did you pour back there, Drew? There? It is a Glen Farkless 1993, Jen, uh, Travis Fairclough, and oh. uh, I'm going to pour some myself. Bud's starting a GoFundMe to get to Indy. I would totally donate to to his. That's GoFundMe not what he poured. I don't know what he poured. I know he what he poured. Son of a gun. You're hitting that. You got some of that at your house. No, I don't. Yeah, Gosh, I dang it. It's a cannon barrage. I'm getting some of that before I leave. <laughs> I'm going to have to stay up all night just so I can make my alarm clock. Oh <laughs> He's going to drink God. with me. Um, I guess me. So, anyway, that's so the update on, on the tour. Yeah. It's it's happening, guys. Let's be sure. Book your calendars. Um, schedule your um, travel if you want to book airplanes or start looking at airlines around that time. Um, we're not working through airlines. We're not doing any of that. It's you got to show up at Inverness. Inverness, and you'll end up in Glasgow. So, so if you're interested in going, we're not taking any deposits or anything yet. But if you want to go, email us at scotchfordummies.com. We do have a short list of some people. Give that... us, let you know. Hey, I'm interested. I want to make deposits. So we can keep a short list going because we've got like at least ten already. And yeah. there are some folks that are local that are saying, "Hey, I might not be able to make the tour. Can I at least get involved at a stop?" Yes. Well, and we, we had a couple of people that were going to Scotland anyway. Right. They were like, hey, would you mind if I met up with you guys so, at some point on the on the trip? Look, no, if, absolutely if, not. If you're local and you're like, look, man, I can't take away, you know, five, six days off to make a zebra tour. But uh, I would love to at least catch up with you guys on day three when you're going to visit Distillery X, Y, and Z. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's or, a great or you're going to be at that hotel. You know, I'd love to see you. So as soon as we get the entire itinerary... We're going to publish that out there, Come. and so everybody can make plans if they'd like to. Because we'd like to see as many people as we can. <laughs> Look at, that's it, Lee. That girl. <laughs> we would totally do so, that. I mean, I'm still, I'm very excited about it. And you know what? Another topic that we haven't talked about in a couple of weeks, um, and I don't have much to, to say other than it's not dead. Uh, we're still thinking about the cask. Actually, we had a genius idea. Right, someone someone approached me not too long ago about uh, a, a different approach, and they were like, "What do you think about just one of these mini casks?" And they had found a small cask that's only going to produce like sixty bottles, seventy bottles. Would you guys consider this? Uh, yeah, not just yeah. Tell it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, the problem is, guys, we're just not going to jump on any grenade. We're we're gonna. We could have already done that, right? We could have bought a bottle that we could have already had that and put a bottle out, and all you would have bought it for us and, and supported us, and then been like, "You idiots, we're we're done with you." No, we want we want a good cask. We want one that all three of us says a three yep. five. Tough. Three of us, huh? That's tough. Only three of us needed to make it a four. <laughs> I looked at him when I said three of us, yeah. four of us. Man down, <laughs> wounded zebra. No. <laughs> It has to be a four. Drew, Drew is the uh, the no. artistic vision behind the. No, I'm at least a three. At least it's a good solid three, right? Hey, you know what? No problem. Where's that? Son of a. Give me that. <laughs> no, no I'm so tired. <laughs> it's in my pocket. 
<laughs> so anyway, we're not done with it. We, we haven't given up on that. That's the point. That's I mean, honestly, you guys, we're, we're we do talk about it. We're still working on it. We're still thinking. We'd about like it. to have a cask. Yeah, we would. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get there, but it's it's a problem. I mean, there's there's logistics involved. So uh, we'll we'll keep working on it. Yep. All right, keep guys. Away. So All right. um, anyway. so before we go. How can everybody get a hold of us? Wow, how can people get a hold of us? Scotchfordummies.com. Of course. The YouTube channel. Subscribe to podcasts if you guys have not subscribed already. Please subscribe, review us, make it five stars, not one, right? <laughs> uh, because that's how people find us. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, yeah. On the, the, the uh, YouTube Wherever you channel, get your podcasts. subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all that good stuff. And if you have any suggestions, Discord, we have a, a Scott's suggestion channel. Enter comments, yeah. whatever you have. Yeah. Make sure you it. get on Discord because we're on there and a ton of other great people are on there too. Yep. There's if, always stuff going on the Discord If you channel. are a patient, get on the pre-show. Get on the after show. I mean, honestly, we want to talk to you guys. That's the only way we have to really talk. I mean... We can send you individual messages on Patreon, but uh, join but, the but, conversation. But it's kind of a pain, and it's oh. not as great as talking to us. It's, it's always been about the conversation. It's always been about the group. It's always been about pulling a chair up to the bar. So, anyway, guys, um, we appreciate you. Yeah, we really do. Love Thank you so much for the, the super chats tonight. That's been great. Love everybody. Um, KB, thanks for the samples. Shyman, thanks Bob, for the thank bottles. Bob, Bob, thank you for the samples. Oh, Bob's the one that actually probably got hey, in the Bob, mail. And by the way, if you have any more of this, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, ah, crap. Travis wants some too. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Appreciate you guys. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.